What do you want? I love dick. Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. So cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. Who the fuck is drinking tonight? You know what? I'm gonna. I'm calling back to an oldie for uh, for uh, a Ballard oldie. I'm having a wife special michelada. I am drinking a Maker's Mark and Diet Coke mixed live with an ice ball. Oh! You'll hear all yeah, that. I love my, those ice balls. Because my microphone's on my desk. You'll be able to hear. You hear that? Oh, that's that's picking up oh, nicely. Yeah. It's picking up nicely. It's telling a story is what it's doing. A never-ending story. Ah. <laughs> what are you drinking, Oli? Folks drinking whiskey like Deckard in Blade Runner. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. But Ryan Gosling drinks fucking vodka. Like a weirdo. Like a weirdo. I'm a man. But then he drinks whiskey again with Harrison Ford. Spoiler. Spoilers! Well, I am not drinking either. I wish I was drinking whiskey, but unfortunately, I'm just drinking some red wine tonight. Doesn't Jared Leto only drink red wine? I think Jared Leto only drinks cum. Mm. Jared Leto's a piece of shit. Hope he dies. Greetings, Cool Boy Nation. Welcome to a fabulous special installment of the Cool Boys podcast. What, isn't there more scripts? Or at least like an I'm Felk? <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Is there more scripts? Hold on. At least introduce who you are. I'm Felk. <laughs> Oh, okay, good. I'm Ballard. And I'm Noli. Uh, <laughs> uh, so cool. This episode, we'll be discussing the Blade Runner franchise. <laughs> it's got a question mark. But first, we have some cool boy updates. Ballard, <laughs> do you have any updates? Yes. Actually, let me go first, because yours is so much more exciting than mine. I got a chair. I got a new fucking space, spaceship chair. Yes, you do. And now I'm now my ass is comfortable, and I've got like it's got fucking lumbar support. It's got it transforms. Oh, a fucking leg rest comes out. What is? <laughs> is that for masturbating? Yeah, it's for masturbating. It's actually excellent for that. I bet I haven't tried it yet. So yeah, so what is uh, Felk just pulled a leg rest out from underneath the uh, the chair. It has a little a little pocket tucked away just for it. I think your next update has to be you masturbating in that chair and letting us know how it is. Yeah, live masturbation. So, Ballard, what's going on with you? Yeah, is anything on fire? So, guess what? Neil Blomkamp released a new <laughs> short. And Oat Studio released a new short called Adam Mir. And Adam Mir is actually chapter two in no. a two-part story with Adam. And it's just about, like, some robot that woke up. But that's not my update. No, good, it isn't. Good, good. It probably would have been my update if, the, if something real didn't happen. So, Cool Boy Nation, I live up in um, in uh, Sonoma County, and uh, as of the recording of this, uh, I am in the middle of this giant wildfire uh, that's a state of the emergency, and I could be evacuated at any minute. Cool Boy Nation, Ballard is putting his life on the fucking line tonight. No fires here. Fires in Orange County, fires in, in Southern California, more Southern, fires in Northern California. My hometown's underwater still, probably. I mean, it's mostly dried out. Mexico City is in a hole. 
But L.A. somehow prevails. It's 1996. Well, no, but L.A. is not on fire. I mean, I guess maybe there's a crime. Well, a crime wave? What was happening in 1996 in Demolition Man? It was just crime? It was a crime wave. It was fires. It was earthquakes. It was the gamut. No, the earthquake was in like 2010 or something, I thought. What year was Predators? Or uh, not Predators, Predator 2? Uh, I think also 1996. Late 90s. Yeah, because that was also like a heat wave, crime wave, too. I, yeah, I love right? heat waves. I love crime waves. <laughs> That's the best part about 80s and 90s movies is all these heat waves and all these crime waves <laughs> were so in sync. I like Predators. I think they're neat. I think their mouths look like vaginas. Call back to last I know. Episode. You were ta- talking about that in the last episode, uh, Hustler, and then they remind you of Predator mouths. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so speaking of the last episode... I thought it was interesting that most of our stories were some form or fashion uh, kind of uh, shady acts were involved. Just your guy's story. <laughs> Mine were fun. Mine were, I, I, I morally absorbed. Felk, Felk, you found a Playboy randomly in the wild and then started a war with, with your, uh, with your uh, friends. I didn't start the war. I got drawn into it. Uh, Nolan uh, vandalized and stole magazines from a, a girl's father. Yeah. And then I... True. In some form of fashion, in, induced uh, a child being beaten, stole uh, pages, and then had a magazine stolen from me. Yeah, I feel like all of your, like, oh, man, we all told crime stories. This is a nice way of, like, maybe distracting from the fact that one of your stories was about you uh, knowingly uh, <laughs> encouraging a child to be beaten for money no, you were no, giving No, him. no, no. No, that, that was just a lot of moonshine. You had a fucking friend beaten over your Playboy addiction. Maybe because he was charging me $20. Maybe that's why he got beaten. Who knows? It is a, Ballard, I do have to say, it is nice that you will be more or less sober this episode after the last one. Although I'm not editing this one, so it doesn't really matter. You, you, should, you, you can get as drunk as you want, but you can't because you have to be on no. evacuation watch, right? That's right. Exactly. That's why I'm, I'm having a, a, a very small glass of Michelada and that was it. Oh, uh, so this is going to be a terrible Ballard episode. You got to out drive a fire soon. It's almost like you're in the hit film Volcano. In a city where anything can happen. On April 25th, it will. Yeah, and the news is making it seem like it's like a fucking nuclear explosion, so yeah. you're gonna have to like outrun that. It's not. It really isn't. It's I mean, there's some great drone footage and they're going into the right locations and shooting, but I mean You need Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell would die in the first five minutes. What? Kurt, he said you need Kurt Russell, and I, I, I said Kurt Russell dies in the first five minutes of that movie. That's not true. He lives. He, no, he's back. Back. Oh he's wait, no, no, no. Then who is the dad who dies in the first five minutes? That's also Kurt Russell. What? In Backdraft? No. What are you talking about? In Backdraft, who plays their dad in the beginning of the movie? Is it also Kurt Russell? Oh yes, yes. Kurt Russell does play their father in the beginning. Yes. Does he really? Yeah, I was, yes, thinking, I was thinking of that Kurt Russell, that. like like with the mustache. He has a mustache on. He plays a dad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Classic '90s filmmaking. So yeah. you don't, yep. you, yeah. Just saying, we need Kurt Russell. He might be the Kurt Russell that's in the whole movie, or he might be the one that just dies at the very beginning. <laughs> when you bull, when you bull, yeah. I mean, he acts. Well, then Ballard, I have one question to you about the fire. Um, did it look at you? <laughs> I the, haven't seen it yet. I fire, haven't actually seen it. Did the fire look at you? <laughs> Shadow. 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 Hi, Shadow. Okay. Do you guys want to hear what I did? Yeah, what you do? Yeah, what did you do? I saw a movie opening weekend for the first time in oh, maybe a year. 
And it what? Was little, it was a little film called Blade Runner 2049. But uh, I guess before we get into our full spoiler reviews of the film, can you guys give Cool Boy Nation your quick reaction to Blade Runner 2049 using only one sound? Okay, I guess mine sound would be, um... Huh. Oh, really? Mine's... Mm. Mine would be... Uh, uh, eh. That's not one sound. That was like, that was that four was like, sounds. That sorry. Was four okay, sounds. one sound. Sorry. Eh. That's my sound. Oh, fuck off. Really? Okay. I did, you, I, okay. All right. Well, I guess I liked it and you guys didn't. So we'll find out later. Oh, what those I don't know if mean. my sound was entirely negative, but okay. Well, before we dive into the episode, um, we, we should probably get into Andy's email. And this one's for Felk. You want me to read this? Yeah. You, you read okay. this. Yeah. Andy rudely wrote, Hey, cool boys, I hear you've almost given up on me and providing you with a dong, and my providing you with a dong. Uh, I have one in mind to sin, but I've been holding out. I'm upset. I joined you for the Cars episode a while back, and you cut something I discussed that I feel like Cool Boy Nation needs to hear. I have held out hope that you would discuss it amongst yourselves, but you have not. I am holding the dong hostage until you acknowledge <laughs> to Cool Boy Nation the weird way Felk pronounces the words pronounces words that start with H. I won't be able to get over it until it's out in the open. I need closure. Thank you for your consideration. Wow, um, I think that's quite rude, Andy. And um, I thought we did acknowledge that Felk has issues saying the word with, uh, words that start with H, but no, um, I don't know if we, I don't, I don't remember if we did cut it out of cars or not. Honestly, soft H's, not hard H's. Hat, hard. I can say H. Humid is fine. in Houston, I think, is what he wanted you to say, right? H- humid. I say humid. I say you. Well, Houston people to say Houston. Um, I say huge, uh, which I mean, a lot of people say it that way. Say that again. Say huge. It again. Say it again. Huge. Add cock to the end of that. Huge. Who says huge cock? Huge, <laughs> cock. huge cock. People say huge cock. Huge cock. Huge cock. Huge cock. No, it's huge, huge cock. cock. I say huge, huge cock. cock. Okay. Well, Andy, <laughs> I, I was in speech therapy until I was about uh, eight years old. I had uh, some problems oh, uh, no. talking when I was young. And I guess that's one of the things that just got a pass. And uh, thank you for making fun of a disability. That's really nice <laughs> of you, Andy. Um Maybe next you maybe next we can get a guest who's in a wheelchair and you can. Uh, why haven't the cool boy nation acknowledged that the, that guy can't walk? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Hope you feel good about yourself, Andy. Hope you sleep at night comfortably. <laughs> Pronouncing uh, uh, humid to your satisfaction. <laughs> All right, wait a minute, Felk. I thought it was a rude email, honestly, when I saw it. And I was like, I don't think he knows he's, how rude he's being. I'm going to let Felk tell him how rude he's being. And I was like, certain you do it, and you did. So yeah. I thought it was good. Well, yeah. I'm hey, Andy, come back on. We love you, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I got a question. So huge, huge cock isn't, it's it's Felk's disability and not a Texas uh, slang? I think it's just a Texas that, slang. I think it is. That's the that's the question, actually, that's kind of being brought up here, really, in the end. Yeah, is that is this is this just, uh, you know, accent versus New Yorkers uh, do it, impediment. too. New Yorkers go, oh, that's a huge building, you know. They, they say it that way, too, so mm-hmm. it's like... I think it's just an accent thing. Yeah. But, Andy, wait a second. Where's Andy from? Up? Boringville, USA? Yeah, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, 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 would you rather Replicant Edition have a massive orgy with replicants, but just before you come, 
Ryan Gosling appears and jizzes a hot one right in your eye. Or have to jerk off Harrison Ford and Rutger Hauer at the same time to completion. But then actress Anna de Armas, Joy, sucks your fucking cock dry. So, what would you guys rather do? I need to know more about the orgy before I can decide this one, honestly. Like, what does the orgy mm. consist of? How many women? How many men? Oh, it's like the ratio? Yeah, what's the ratio? I, I, would, want, I would want seven women and just me as the man. No, I think mm. there's multiple men and women there. It's a fucking orgy. It's a replicant orgy. Am I a replicant in that orgy or am I the only human? You don't know. <laughs> that's the Blade Runner way. Yeah. You don't know, that's for way. sure. My biggest question is about that is like, do I get to finish? It sounds like goslings just jizz into my eye before i go and like can i oh, finish oh but just happens? before you come oh oh so every time yeah. but just before you come ryan gosling appears and just is a hot one right in your eye eh. jesus christ yeah that's coming's overrated happen. some of the best sex i've ever had i actually didn't even come you know what you know what that's i'm true. gonna take one from a book of felk and i think it would be a privilege to some for me to jerk off harrison ford and rucker Hauer, especially at the same time and then have anna come on over and fucking suck my cock dry that sounds fun I think I think you're right about that. I think it would be a privilege, but what if you had to blow them? Would you still do it? No, I think at that point I'm just because that's, that's two blowies. That's two blowies. I don't think I could do yeah. two blowies. Because here in the orgy, you might end up blowing th three guys. But the difference about the orgy is a mob mentality. And once you get into that mob mentality, a lot of stuff starts to fly around. Ideas get a little bit crazy, and I'm sure everything gets a little wild. And it's okay, and everyone's cool with it. But if you're just sitting there sucking Rucker, and then move over and then suck Harrison, and then move back over and suck Rucker, and then move back over and suck Harrison, <laughs> like that's just kind of awkward. Keep going, you know. And then you're just kind of like a machine for them to be using, and they're the machines. But just think afterwards, you get to relax for a good solid 45 minutes because it's going to take you some while to come down from that. And yeah, then, it is going to take a while. And then a really hot chick is just blowing you forever. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make that last forever. Nothing lasts forever. No. What do you mean? You're going you're gonna to make it last forever? You're just going to, you're going to like essentially give her lockjaw in the process or something just because you're just like willing to like take it to the limit? <laughs> take it to the limit. Well, I think what Felk means is that One nothing lasts forever. Time. Everything can kind of disappear like tears in the rain for all those moments will be lost in time like tears in rain like come in the rain if you come and it's raining i mean you could still tell the come from the rain but it'll wash off eventually I guess it'd be more like if you spill cum on your desk and then you <laughs> spill milk on top of it, will anyone notice? People fuck in the rain in movies, I feel like. I never fuck in the rain. Water and fucking I don't think don't I've mix. ever seen anybody no, fuck don't. in the rain in a movie. Oh, I can. I, I, I can Name I can. a movie someone fucks in the rain. And then can't, you cannot count the orgy in Matrix Reloaded. Was that in the rain? Oh, that was, that was sweat. That was just pure that, sweat. Yeah, that was just gross sweat and cave drippings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cave, cave drippy. The notebook. They don't fuck, but they, they start they get together pretty hard. Yeah, they do. The What's what do you think would be worse? Cave dripping in your eye or hot jizz in your eye? <laughs> cave I, I think hot jizz still wins. I don't know. Cave dripping could have like minerals in it, it could like scratch your eye real good. You could get superhuman powers though and just have a thunderfuck session. What are you oh, talking about yeah, fucking I, matrix? Uh, that movie sucks. <laughs> So, folks, what is it? Are you are you doing the orgy or are you doing the jerking ravers. off session? I'll do the orgy. Blown? I'll do the orgy. All right. I can wash my eye. It'll be fine. It's not really clear. Are you are you actually coming? I don't care if I come or not. I just care if I get the fuck. 
So, Felk says he's going to be doing Orgy, I think, uh, Harrison and Rucker at the same time, and then getting Anna to suck me dry is mine, and Noli, what do you like? Uh, Gay I think sex. I might be with you and doing the, uh, <laughs> no, I think I'm probably doing the Orgy, too. You're doing the Orgy? Yeah, because it's with replicants, man. No one's knowing that I, you know, that Ryan Gosling came in my eye. No one's telling anybody that. See, I, 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 I look at it like this, right? I got Harrison Ford to the right of me. I got Rucker Howard to the left of me, right? And I'm just checking them off. So both our mouths are working. So I'm able to talk to them. I can have a great <laughs> conversation with Rucker about his choices in his improv of his line of, you know, like tears in the rain. I can talk to Harrison about a, a fucking a bouquet of fucking stories and plethora of different fucking like facts about his time in the film and what it was like to get drunk, you know, shooting Empire Strikes Back. All that stuff. And I'm just jerking them off at the same time. That's fucking fine with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and that sounds great. Sounds great. Cool point. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figure in the in the, in the the orgy, I'd be getting blown a lot anyway. And even though whatever her name is, Joy is a very attractive woman, I had, to, I had to jerk two dudes off. And, and I hear what you're saying. It could have been great. It but the been orgy, you could be sucking dicks and getting fucked in the ass. Nah, and you'd rather that because of mob nah, mentality. I control what happens in the orgy, and that's not happening. No, you can't. That's the orgy. That's the way an orgy. I mean, I've never been in one. Felk, you tell me. Is no one getting fucked in the ass and sucking dicks in an orgy? No. It's, all, it's, it's up to you. See? It's up to me. I control it. Wait, you said you said earlier when the orgy was an option, you said, but there's going to be gay stuff going on to you, too. There's dudes there. Whatever. I mean that that yeah. You don't have any control of that. If two if two dudes start fucking at an orgy, I mean don't don't stare. But if you guys start getting fucked in, uh, I thought I thought this orgy was guaranteed gay sex in it. Not for you. It's not guaranteed. It, nobody. Okay. If if they start having sex with you against your will at an orgy, that's rape. Then, then the orgy <laughs> stops being uh, an orgy. No, but I thought like Nolan's. Would you rather included that you were like having to have gay sex? Like many ambiguous. of his other, would you rather have the so force? Not, well. That's not that's not clearly stated at all. He just says orgy. Ballard, you need to learn the difference between an orgy and a gang rape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the gay sex part is Ryan Gosling's always jizzing in your eyes. So okay, yeah, you guys are taking Ryan Gosling jizzing in your eye. Fine, that's still fine with me. Yeah, you I can take, take that. that. You go. You guys have to take Ryan Gosling in the eye. That's part of your would you rather. So and that's my that privilege. sucks. You didn't say you can't close your eye too. Oh, I'm just jerking dudes off. I don't have to suck them off. I don't have to capture their cum in my mouth or my eye. I just fucking jerk them off. They come wherever the fuck they want, off into the distance, in the middle distance. And I fucking just got to have a good conversation. I don't care. I'll stroke fucking Harrison Ford and Rucker Hauer off. I don't care. <laughs> Great conversation. It's a privilege, as Felk said. tired of this podcast. <laughs> Felk is tired of these questions. Cool Boy Nation, if there was a would you rather you would like us to discuss on a future podcast, please email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. Well, cool boys, I don't think you can get any more topical of a would you rather than that. Time to move on to our cool boy show topic. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We gotta keep him gagged. Cool boy nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. So cool. All right, so we saw, obviously, Blade Runner 2049, but before we get into Blade Runner 2049, we should get into at least the 1982 masterpiece classic sci-fi theater 
Blade Runner. Now, here's something interesting about Blade Runner before we get into our quick cool boy ratings of Blade Runner. Blade Runner on Rotten Tomatoes has a 90% Rotten Tomatoes score. Like, that is... And if you look, there are reviews from, like, 2012, 2013. These are not solely reviews from, like, 1982. So, it's very weird to me that, like, even that Rotten Tomatoes is quantifying, like, reviews. Or people are reviewing it more recently, and then their reviews are counting towards the review of the film. I feel like... That ruins it because there's no way Blade Runner came out at a 90% uh, Rotten Tomato score. Well, there wasn't a Rotten Tomato. score. would have been a, a 90% Rotten Tomato score in 1982. What would have accounted to at least 90%? That doesn't that doesn't add up to me. No, no, it doesn't. Rotten Tomatoes is full of shit. Well, yeah, well no, Rotten Tomatoes is just taking a lot of reviews. The issue is that a lot of people now today are reviewing the film and they're giving it great reviews instead of... Rotten Tomatoes only accounting for just the 1982 reviews. That also would have been for a different cut of the movie. So, I mean, they're, they're, that 90% is for the exactly. final cut. Exactly, and or, so that's the other question. So these people are reviewing Blade Runner, and if you review Blade Runner, you're reviewing the 1982 version, which is the theatrical version that originally aired with the voiceover. But they're reviewing Blade Runner from the final cut, and then they're calling it the 1982 version. So it's this weird, really fucked up thing on Rotten Tomatoes where Rotten Tomatoes is just this place where they're all, all they're doing is an algorithm that takes in all these different views and then essentially creates like a certified fresh or a fresh or a rotten meter based on just percentages. That's about it based on, on positive versus negative reviews. But it's weird that the way they're handling Blade Runner, cause a, there's like seven versions of the film. They're clearly not taking reviews just from the 1982 film. I, I don't care. Rotten Tomatoes is, is, is uh, at this point, like what Annabelle creation had, like what that, the 92% exactly. for like two right. weeks. But, but isn't that weird that I thought like it's like it's like I found I found it weird that Rotten Tomatoes was didn't have a distinction for Blade Runner because there is so many variations of of edit and I think that they should at least for something like that. Rotten Tomatoes, you're you're attributing a level of like purity and consistency that I feel like they once had, but now ever since like movies stopped for trailers or early like TV spots have stopped like being like this person says this and this person says that because like with Ebert dead it really doesn't matter anymore so it, it's now it's like 91% fresh they actually put that in the yeah, trailer see, I don't attribute Rotten Tomatoes to that either I, I, I the only way I attribute Rotten Tomatoes is I just like to kind of know in general how a movie was received critically I don't really look at like a, a 15% movie and go Oh, it's a bad movie. Like, what was it? Days of Thunder is 36%. I like Days of Thunder. I think it's a great film. Woo! Let's do it, Harry! I think that's accurate. <laughs> I'm out of here. I like knowing that it got a 36% when it came out. I think that's fucking awesome, actually, to know that. It's a 96 People don't know what good movies are anymore. Hunger Games has an 84% of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah, it's exactly. It's a terrible it's, film. Terrible totally, film. Totally, totally. Totally. So, yeah. So I just thought that was interesting about Blade Runner when I was just doing a quick little review about this. But there are, as we point out, there are seven different versions of Blade Runner. And, you know, we don't have to really go over like all fucking seven different versions because it's just fucking insane to go over all seven different versions that some of them are just like variations of things. There was really just a work print prototype version that was released before the movie came out. And then there was a San Diego sneak peek preview that no one's ever seen since. And then the movie came out in 1982. So that's like the first real version, right? And that's the version where they were like, oh, we have to have, you know, uh, a, a voiceover track added. Everyone's talked to death about this shit, of course. Um, but they had to have a voiceover track and whatnot because the audiences didn't think it was, uh, they didn't understand what the fuck was going on. So 
I, I, I've seen that version. I was lucky enough to see it in school as well on a big screen. Um, did you guys ever see the original theatrical version? I have. No. Really? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's the, one, it's the one they still play on HBO. Really? Really? With the voiceover? Oh, oh yeah. That's the version they play on TV is with the voiceover. I don't know why you saved me. If you come across Blade Runner on TNT or TBS or HBO, it is the voiceover version. So that is a different version, actually. That's called the U.S. broadcast version. Um, there was also an international theatrical version, and then there's, of course, the director's cut, the final cut, and that's the final version. There's too many um, versions. So, there's yeah, three. that's ridiculous. But the, so... Seven. The, the, no, there's the, three that anyone cares there's, about. There's seven, there's seven, like I just pointed out, but yeah, there's only three that anybody care about, and that's the original theatrical, that's the director's, and the final cut. Yeah. Uh, international version is a little bit different than the uh, director's cut, and that it has more violence. Um, different font. They added more stuff in for the uh, international audiences. Uh, but the director's cut is just the voiceover removed. And so all the shots are still really long. And Ridley didn't like that. He also didn't like the stunt woman. You could easily see when they take out the first uh, stripper replicant. So the final cut, all that is, is the director's cut cut down. And then it's uh, and then a digital face replacement of the uh, stunt woman for the, uh, the stripper replicant. And that's really all the, the variations of um, the edits are. That's kind of all it is in the end. So what's your guys' favorite version? Because I actually haven't seen Final Cut. I like the Final Cut. That's my favorite. I just watched the Final Cut for the first time before the same day I saw Blade Runner 2049. Uh, I know there's like one shot where the bird flies up that's been redone. Like had, had cause they, didn't they have added like uh, CGI to the buildings, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, so they did a little, a little they bit. Cleaned up matte there. lines. Clean they cleaned stuff. up uh, visible string. Uh, it really colors. It's just a they very yes. It. They changed the color palette from blue quite a to bit. green or something. Yeah, the film got generalized like a newer kind of modern tone coloring like of that. it. Yeah, with a greenish look to it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I didn't really feel like it was uh, you know different enough from what I'd seen uh, on DVD as the director's cut, um, which I have on DVD. Just shorter sequences, really. Yeah, two it. minutes shorter uh, in, in all. Uh, yeah, yeah, because he just trimmed down scenes because he didn't have voiceover. That's it. But it was cool to see it in really high quality that Amazon provides. Oh, and Amazon. Yeah, oh, Amazon. Yeah. So I've seen the theatrical cut once in its entirety, uh, but then many times just pieces of it on TV. And I've seen the director's cut three times on uh, Blu-ray or DVD, but I've never seen the final cut. Yeah, final cut's really just the director's cut shorter. That's it. Yeah. Picking your favorite cut, which I assume is either going to be director's or final. Uh, do you want to give it a cool boy rating? Because I'm curious where you guys stand on Blade Runner and what you think it's good or not. Just quick. Sure. I would give it five out of five boys with a asterisk of like, hey, you got to remember this started everything, which is like something I would say to like Dawn of the Dead. Like we got to remember that this movie was made before a million other zombie movies and TV shows came out. And it started this, whereas like Blade Runner started sci-fi noir. It started, it's influenced so many other things. You're, you're, you're seeing a raw gym after having seen refined ones. Uh, and uh, that's, it, it's, it's important as film history as it is as a movie. Yeah, um, I, I I grew up on Blade Runner. Uh, my uncles uh, were into a lot of sci-fi stuff, and so was my older brother. And so I saw things like Blade Runner, Star Wars, Aliens, Terminator, whatever the fuck. So yeah, Blade Runner I saw as well. Um, I remembered a voiceover version when I was a kid, and then I saw the director's cut many years later. 
And I was like, oh, my God, like, I remember this movie, but I remember it being something weird and different. Like, it didn't match up with the version I was watching on this DVD. And then in school, uh, college, uh, we ended up seeing it. And uh, it was the original, the- original theatrical version, and that's with the voiceover. And that's when the teacher even told us about that, like, prepare us. Like, this has got a terrible voiceover, and they told us all about the voiceover. And, you know, essentially, it seems like Harrison throws it uh, on purpose. See, so it's, I, I, I've seen the movie. I've never seen the version, but I've seen, like, all the clips of his voiceover parts. And they're hilarious. Yeah, I guess he didn't, like, act purposely throw it. I guess what he said is that he gave it a dry take. And then they, with the expectation that, you know, they would come back to him to do a cleaner version where he would uh, actually put a little bit more emotion in it. But he just didn't give a fuck. And, or no, they just didn't give a fuck to get back to him. And they don't advertise for killers in the newspaper. But that's what I no, was. They, t- they call me <laughs> yeah. a Blade Runner. They don't advertise for killers in a newspaper. That was my profession. Ex-cop. Ex-Blade Runner. The voiceover is a completely different character than it is in a film. So that's what's weird. It's very weird. It is. It is a totally uh, different character. It's a very good point. I didn't really think of that ever. It is a totally different character. I give it five out of five boys. um, But I would say the theatrical version is really horrible with that that, uh, voiceover. It really brings the movie down to like maybe a three out of five boy film. But I I don't care about Blade Runner, about the theatrical version. I just care about the final cut. And, or the director's cut even and that's a 5 out of 5 movie for me see I have a problem with that if a movie is a 5 out of 5 it should be fucking perfect on the first try this movie's went through so many takes mm. watch Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice and you'll change your mind oh yeah totally it's, it's a masterpiece uh, for me <laughs> Blade Runner is hard because like it's one of those movies like I don't think is that great I think it's very overrated but it's one of those movies that I keep coming back to and like wanting to watch because it is visually satisfying and you can see there was a lot of work put into making this movie love good i don't find it as it doesn't really work for me as a movie and harrison ford's character is like not likable he's not charismatic at all he's very boring that's why roy batty's the main character yeah that's that was was the problem with seeing the new one it's like do i even care you're in this harrison because like your character like is shitty like sort of he's a blank Indiana jones coming back like i expect something from Indiana jones when deckard came back I didn't know what to expect because I just remember Decker being boring. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess for me, like when I remember kind of like rewatching the movie and stuff like that, like even like, you know, in my teenage years and things like, yeah, it's a different Harrison Ford. It's definitely not. It's definitely not Indy and it's definitely not Han. It's definitely not Jack. And so you kind of have to think like Jack? it is. It's a vast Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Oh, OK. Yeah. So okay. it's yeah. a it's a vastly different character. Is my Jack Ryan. I don't go on the missions. I just write reports. John Krasinski's my Jack Ryan. I run uh, supply chain logistics for the Western Hemisphere. Chris Pine's my Jack Ryan. You know, you sold this as an office job. Alec Baldwin's my Jack Ryan. I am not field personnel. I am only an analyst. <laughs> so um, you got to just think that, like, uh, you know, like it is it is very it's a it's a major departure for him. Um, I kind of like that. But I do also look at it as it's Roy's movie. I think that I like to look at it that way as well. Because he's a great... I think Rutgers amazing in it. Yeah, anyway, so my, my review is, like, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's it's very interesting to me. But I'll still give it a three out of five cool boys. Hmm. All righty. So, so we got what? We have a, a, a five out of five for Blade Runner from Felk, five out of five cool boys uh, for Blade Runner from Ballard. And, Nola, you are a 3.5. Is that right? Yeah. I feel... And let me... You guys tell me if you think it's true. Because what I experienced was in uh, film school... 
the first movie they show is like uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. And if you don't like that, they want to kick you out. Yeah, that's a great movie, though. I love it. I love it, too. But, but a lot of people But don't. if you if you get past that, they show Blade Runner. And I feel like they even hold Blade Runner to a higher standard where if you don't like that, you're like out of film school. They're like, oh, okay, you're not a geek. But I'm a film geek, and I, I don't really like Blade Runner that much at all. I just find that's it okay. a very overrated film. And like, it's just one of those things like, do you guys feel like you have to like it? No. Because film geeks say you have to like it? I fully... No, I, I like it. I fully respect anyone who says three three out of five. Anyone who says like... I get why people love it, but I it doesn't click for me. I can only understand that. Just as I love Dark Souls, but understand why uh, people who like playing games on easy will never play Dark Souls. Um, because uh, Blade Runner's plot is bare simple. thin. It's, yeah, it's simple. It, yeah, there's almost nothing to it. It's a detective story about a detective who doesn't really do too much detecting, but maybe he's not a detective, no. he's a bounty hunter. Um, there's no mystery that you're wondering nope. about getting solved. There's no resolution to the nope. villain's quest or the hero's quest, really. Um, it just kind of ends. And yeah. uh, there also is the whole thing, I guess this will affect 2049, uh, that Harrison Ford doesn't feel like when they made it, Rick Decker was a replicant. The Philip K. Dick story he's there's no indication that the hero is a replicant the screenwriter says he's not a replicant but really scott says he's a replicant because it makes the movie slightly more interesting and gives it another layer so that was added in the director's cut with the unicorn giving that that significance so uh you know the whole the director's concept for what the point of the movie is is very different than other people who made it so it's like it's not cohesive that's why there's no, multiple it's cuts. It's a mess. I think it's a mess. <clears throat> yeah. No, but that's what I think speaks well to Blade Runner is that Blade Runner is kind of like classic 80s wallpaper filmmaking where like you just make a movie that's just going to be it's just emotive and it's atmospheric and that's about all it is. And you just get into that atmosphere or you don't. And so that's why some people like things like Manhunter or, you know, Heat. And then other people like don't like Heat, yeah. you know, or don't like Manhunter because they can't get into that. Yeah, if you release a movie like Blade Runner today, there's really nothing to latch on to. Like just folks said, there's no good story. Well, they did. There's no good character. No, yeah, they exactly. fixed a lot of those and we'll, problems. And we'll get into that in a bit, 2049. We can um, get into it now. I watched what I thought when I was watching this film. I was watching uh, uh, essentially 1980s sci-fi wallpaper filmmaking, again, atmospheric filmmaking, but in 2017. And I was really blown away by that, but I don't think it's going to catch. Like, I don't think audiences are going to be, like, attracted to that, honestly. And it doesn't seem like it, they did with the box office of, even of, uh, of Blade Runner. Yeah, they so the the box office was thirty five million opening. They were hoping for fifty. The movie cost one fifty, and the money is on the screen. It's very obvious that it's a, a expensive ass movie, expensive ass movie with no big action set pieces really, just stuff happening, pretty images. So it's like that blew me away. There's I know like no action in that. Film. I know it, that. Well, there's really not much in Blade Runner. I mean, that's the movie. Um, no, there is no action in Blade Runner. Well. Before we move on, uh, yeah, there's actually, yeah, there's like no action Blade Runner except for the final action scene is great, but we should get into our cool boy ratings of Blade Runner 2049, I think. Don't you guys think? I'll go last because I have a feeling I'm going to be the dissenter. Well, I'll go first then. Fine. Okay. I, I, I'll get four out of five cool boys. Wow. That's high. Okay. Not for me, I guess. <laughs> Not for you. Yeah. Because you give, you give the mummy 1999 with Brendan Fraser five out of five cool boys. Five out of five cool boys. Which I think is a fantastic film, but not 
not a five out of five. Five out of five boys. You get, and you give Transformers like four or five out of five. So they actually four. Out of I five think the is first low. one I gave a four out of five or a five out of five, but the everything fourth, after, after the first Transformers is like a one yeah. or a two. First one's excellent. Yeah, and we'll get yeah, into first one's my a great movie. We'll get into like my my review is so low later on, but you know I need to watch it again. Maybe it'll go higher, but I can't see it going higher than the three. But I'm going to give it two and a half out of five cool boys. I understand that. And I could say second watch, I could maybe find something I like about it, but it can't go any higher than the three. I totally understand that point. In fact, I think I came out of the theater at a three, and then it's grown to a four in the last uh, few I days. Think, I think I walked out of the theater saying it was a one. Wow. I can understand that. Well, fuck, what's yours? I would give it a hard five out of five, as in, like, as good as movies can be. See, Phil, I think, I think that's the film school response to give there. I don't think if you stop and think about what you just said, I don't hate the movie. I just don't think it's very good. I loved it from start to finish. I absolutely agree that there's 15 minutes uh, uh, that could be trimmed out of that thing to make a tight 220-ish running time. I trim uh, an hour for sure. I would not trim an hour. Oh, uh, I don't know if you could trim an hour out of it. I mean, I, 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 I get, there's, there's, there's. Okay, first of all, like, it would be a different, very different movie. The movie could be a lot faster because I don't, I don't think the movie needed to be as slow paced as the original Blade Runner. I kind of see that they're calling back to the to that as uh, you trim that gay orgy for sure. I must have pissed at that scene. Well, maybe so, uh, or have you know somebody randomly show up and jerk off Rucker Hauer and Harrison Ford in the film <laughs> at the end? But I do think that um, the movie is very slow and uh, it, it has a really long second act. Like an incredibly long second act, and that's I think that's the movie's biggest uh, flaw for me. And talking about Kubo Nation, I I don't want to sound like I'm hating the movie. I I actually like a lot about this movie, and I can't wait to talk about it. But at the end of the day, when I finished it, I was just like, "So what? What what did I just watch? Nothing really happened." All right. Well, yeah, that's kind, but that's kind of the, that's kind of the brilliance of Blade Runner, like the first one too, right? Exactly. Like that's really why I happened. gave it a three. That's why I gave it a three. Nothing really happens. Well, so let's start at the beginning of the movie. Uh, let's start at the opening. So it was very similar opening with the prologue, just like Blade Runner did. It had the white and the red text. And then, of course, boom, close up of an eye. Whose fucking eye was it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Of course it matters. What are you talking about? Doesn't matter. It's the whole point of Blade Runner. The eye was Harrison's in the first movie. Whose eye was that? It was supposed to be Gosling's eye or? It was too white. It, it was, was like, a weird eye. It was, it was like, like, yeah, it was too white. And I don't mean like white, like a human color white. It was just like, yeah, it was lit white. Like it was lit really bright. It's the girl Which in the girl? bubble. Okay. Oh, I think if you go back, and you're, you're, it's going to be right at the beginning of the movie. I can't wait to see it again. Me Let's too. Again. I am I am excited to see the movie again. I'm seeing it in IMAX because I saw it at a smaller theater. Uh, although it was a very good crowd, very arty crowd that was clearly like a fan of Blade Runner and there for a reason. It wasn't just like, let's buy popcorn, see the new movie, Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, I saw it, I saw it with, uh, in a great Brad theater, um, but not IMAX. But I think a more accurate title is Bladder Runner. Oh! I don't get it. I heard, <laughs> a, start, I heard a start peeing in the second act like constantly. Dude, it's 10 minutes shorter than Avatar. I mean... The, yeah, but no Avatar is fucking, fucking interactive. Yeah, I guess. Do, do, do. 
You got Navi sex pumping you. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, there boom. was. I'd much rather have replicant sex than Navi sex. Fucking Navi oh, raping sure. all the dragons or Aragons or Aragons or whatever the fuck they were. They're just raping them, just shoving their fucking Navi dicks right on their fucking like dragon pussies and then just like riding them. They rape horses too. Like, oh, now we're married. That's how they do it in Navi. What's they fuck mean? a dragon, then they marry it. Yeah, because when they fuck the dragon, they fuck the dragon for life. But horses, you can fuck as many of them horses as you want with your hair dick. Pandora. Anyways, back to Blade Runner, a, a different universe. And then, of course, it cuts to the classic opening, right? Outskirts, night, rain, all that shit. Atmosphere, right? Um, and it, I guess that opening sequence with Gosling going into the farmhouse. And then Dave Bautista's yeah. character, Sapper Morton, uh, coming across him in there and almost plays out like a scrap scene from the original yeah, Blade it is. Runner. I love, it is. I love that scene. That, I thought it was a great opening. That is, you, that yeah. is the opening from the original first script of Blade Runner. I was, when that happened, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be a good movie. I like this. So we meet Kay in that scene, right? In the farmhouse. Yeah. And as soon as, you know, like you meet him, I'm just thinking to myself, he's doing Driver again. Right? Like, I was just like, he's just doing Driver again. Real I didn't I didn't feel, it felt weird, but then he, like, threw these weird smiles on it, and I just didn't really get it. And then, of course, you find out he's a replicant uh, after he fights Sapper Morton. Like five David minutes in. Character. I thought that was it's a very... Five minutes in. That was awesome. That was so cool. Yeah. They just, like, nonchalantly like threw it in. Like, you're a replicant, by the yeah. way. He's like, yeah, I know I am. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, like you're hunting your own kind or something, right? I loved it. I thought that was brilliant, considering the debate yeah. of the last movie of is Deckard a replicant? Just to start this going, like, oh yeah, replicant. He's he's a replicant. Yeah, no, that was fine. I told you, the first thirty minutes is hot. Great opening, and then of course sets the whole story in motion when he finds the shit under the tree. One of the things I thought was really interesting, uh, other than them obviously confirming off the bat that he was a replicant, Nexus Nine, whatever model, um, is that uh, he was named K, and then all of a sudden. I could not not think of Tommy Lee Jones's character in Men in Black. Every time they said K, I just thought Tommy Lee Jones character it fucking ruined the movie for me a little bit. Like that little bit ruined it like a little bit because I just was like, OK, okay. I, I'm sorry. Like that's my issue. I don't really dock the movie for that. I take no points off. But for me, it was my own thing. It was just kind of like, oh, K. I just it was a weird name. Why did they pick K? It's like what I respond back to my wife about groceries. I'm going to get groceries. K. You know, <laughs> I never thought of uh, Men in Black, but every time he said his full number, because it's K two something something something, I kept thinking of K two SO from from Rogue One. Oh yeah, and thinking of how disappointed I was with Rogue One. I didn't think of no. either of those. I just thought was, I thought yeah, Nolan just watched the movie. <laughs> I just watched the movie. And then yeah. And then the other thing was like, and then his name's Joe, and I'm just like, his name's Joe. I just felt like those most unoriginal things. I don't know. There's K, a reason Joe, for that. Whatever. That's a fucking hard twist. Yeah, I guess it is. I mean, the Joe thing, of course, it is in the end. Yeah, which is so funny. The whole, like, uh, you could be a real boy. Um, then she calls, just a random one calls him Joe. Oh, there you are, Peter. There you are, Peter. One of the things I thought about uh, Gosling's character, Kay, Joe, was that uh, he was like the harbinger of death. Everybody he came in contact with in that story, everybody died, except the the person he comes across in the third act, Harrison. Um, and the girl and, like, and his daughter like that was kind of everybody like literally like his fucking chief dead his fucking like the people on the fucking CSI dead the fucking girlfriend dead like you know like it's every dong dead he yeah, dies too dead everybody dies in this movie you know it's just and it's all because of their connection with K K no it's all because their connection with uh, Deckard really and his, his daughter 
Yeah, but if Kate doesn't go around like bringing it, it's like when, I guess what it is is this is not a knock on the movie, honestly, but um, it's one of those type of film noirs where like once the detective starts to like get involved, he just like not only do like, you know do the dominoes fall, but it's like and so do everyone's lives. Like it's that kind of detective story. Where That's it's noir, like, man. Noir's he, dark. Not it's all not all. It's not all noir, but it's that it's this kind of noir, and I like it. I mean, I love it. But but um, the first Blade Runner was not this style of noir. It was not like, you know, like as soon as the, the dominoes start to fall, everyone dies. Like nobody dies in Blade Runner other than what? Like uh, Tyrell. All, all four replicants die. <laughs> the replicants don't count. But Tyrell dies. Tyrell dies. They kill, they kill all the humans in this movie. The stakes were much lower in the first one. The stakes are a little bit higher here in the second one. Yeah, it should have risked. kind of good though, right? That's kind of good, I guess. War will break up, out. If you want to set a universe up. War will break out if, if like if he doesn't get the the kid they're looking for in Blade Runner twenty four nine. Yeah, that felt that felt forced. In Blade, first one, if he fails to find the replicants, eh, will die in Nothing. four years or two years, or or in the rain at the end of the movie. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I felt for, that was forced to me. The whole like uh, the war and all that shit. I didn't. I didn't. I liked I really it. Care for that. It gave it stakes. It, it, it gave importance to the mission uh, that he was actually trying to to, to to do. Yeah, I mean, I guess it set stakes up for those that need those Avengers style stakes. But I don't need Avengers style stakes in every movie. You know, I don't need the war, the world to always be at jeopardy, at being at war, destroyed. As I say, if you give me stakes in one scene and that's the only time you bring it up. They're not stakes to me. They bring it up a couple times. Uh, they bring it up more than just once. But I liked that it was vague states. Like I believe, I believed it. You didn't need like a, a big blue laser shooting up to the uh, sky. It was, it was only it was only one person saying the stakes though. It was it was uh, Jenny's character. It, What's her name? Yeah, and it, it felt weird, and it just Robin felt Wright, it was, it was, it was only the, yeah Robin Wright, the chief of police was. It was only her stakes. She was the only one bringing it up. Like if this gets out. We're all done. No, like, no one else thought about that. Jared Leto says it too. I thought oh. like when the rebels said something too, right or whatever. And yeah, and then the rebels also bring it up that like this will change everything. Oh, the, well, yeah. we can get the rebels later. Fucking plot point just brought up for fifteen seconds, then gone. I know, totally. No, no, we can talk about that now. It's in the entire gone. Movie. No, the rebels was like you blink and you miss him. No, yeah, they the, came in. They came in, gave their plot point, and then they just appeared and they were gone. Robot Hooker is yeah. a replicant. She's in. She's in like whole scenes. Yeah, yeah she, she's, a, she's a, rebel. a rebel. You mean not a replicant? Yeah, re- well, she's both. She's a rebel replicant, replicant rebel. Right, right, right. But she, that's why she's a robot hooker. But yeah, but you mean she's a rebel though, right? Yeah, okay, she's yeah. secretly a rebel. She's doing recon for them. They brought that scene on, and it was supposed to be like a big plot turn. It was like your mission is to kill Deckard, and then like then it was gone. Then it never came back. There was no like resolve with that. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie in general. That's a big issue I had with the film. I can get into that more with Jared Leto's character, I guess, for nice. me. Finds him and doesn't kill him. Well, folk, we're talking about you're talking about a perfect film, a five out of five. I'm just I'm just bringing up fucking plot holes that I didn't like. I don't think they're plot holes. I yeah, think you missed stuff. I may miss I, something. I That's miss why I'm, I'm definitely willing to revisit the movie for sure. Yeah, it's it, definitely but, like, too I did for me. Viewer. The war is not that vast of an importance of the on the plot, but I thought Dave Bautista was was actually good. For he was awesome. Role. I thought he was great. Uh, he, he's a real. A lot of people actor. are kind of hating on him though, because he just kind of like shows up in the beginning of the movie and then he's gone, and then people are treating it like the Channing Tatum of Kingsman, or like they're treating it like um. He's six the bills. He was good. He was fine. He was fantastic. I think I think he just needed to be an opposing force to show that your character was robotic. Because at first, aren't you supposed to think Ryan's a human? So you're like, oh, he's gonna yeah. lose this fight. And he takes him through a wall. Yeah, it's great. And then you're like, oh, as a human, that would hurt. They open yeah. with an action and start sequence. Putting it, and yeah, and they start putting it together. I like, I liked it. I like Dave Batista. I like Dave Batista. I'd like to see him in more movies. 
Me too. Yeah, me too. I mean, he, he his size kind of limits his range, but uh, he was he showed he showed acting range in this, and it was yeah. Uh, very speaking cool. of, speaking of his acting range, he had a great line in uh, Spectre. Oh sh. Oh right. That's it. Oh sh. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Well, speaking of great lines and great acting, um, then we come across um, after, you know, uh, Kay finds the uh, uh, body in the coffin under the tree. He contacts his lieutenant, and it's Lieutenant Joshi. Robin Wright Penn. She's the new Captain Bryant. Um, I thought she sucked. I love Robin Wright Penn. I thought she phoned this fucking role in. I think Robin Wright Penn kind of sucks, uh, but I I didn't mind her in this, and I didn't. I didn't uh, mind her. Thought no. she was fine. I thought her I think was I good. might be alone on this, but I thought she was shit in this. If she, I could not get behind her character at all. I didn't believe her character. I didn't believe for once that she was a police officer, the chief running an organ like an organization. It was like a play Misogyny. stage, like between just her. And him, it was like literally. It was always just like it was like all of a sudden I was watching like a a Richard Linklater movie, and it was just Robin Wright Penn and Ryan Gosling having two scenes together or a scene together, and they share it, and then they're gone, and then we'll find out more about yeah. their scenes later. I like Does she have scenes. a scene with anybody else? There's no one else. I don't. Uh, the love. I might be jumping ahead, but there was that scene where Love entered her office, and she clearly hits a button because they want you to see her hit a button on screen. Nothing yeah. ever happens from her hitting that button. No, nothing. No. Nothing. Yeah, I, no, security never stormed the room. She fucking just dealt with that chick one-on-one for the next 10 minutes when security should have came in that room within 30 seconds. Doesn't it cut to yeah. love and she kind of like like nods her head or, or like turns her head or something where it's like, I thought the button was that like, I'm calling for help and it's been disabled by love. I don't think so. I think she called the button for help and help never came. I'll have to, re- I'll have to check that out on the rewatch. And I, I thought it was funny that like her character was like, oh, I just drink a lot. Like, oh, I'm just drinking a lot. Like, it's like, it's like it was calling too much to Captain Bryant. And then, and then, of course, there's like the innuendo. She's like clearly fucking this fuckbot named Ryan Gosling, right? I mean, she was totally fucking Ryan Gosling. I didn't catch that she was fucking him. I saw her kind of flirt with him in a almost demeaning way. There's that line where she's, you know, like, you've, you've done, you're getting along fine with that one, like a soul. Um, that that just kind of like keeps him in his place. Uh, when she was in the apartment with him, when she was in his apartment, she totally made it like a line like. Wanna, I think oh, she alluded like, to maybe she like at some point would maybe want to fuck him if like or was going to fuck him or had fucked him. Yeah, like, it's ambiguous, but I I, I, I thought it was cool. She was using him as a sex bot. Sex bot. Well, I love those. Sex I think bots. he was loyal to Joy. Yeah, Joy. You guys know what I, joys are? What what a joy is. Jerk off instructions. Jerk off instructions. Virtual girlfriend. I don't actually watch those, but uh, I, I think, no, I don't watch those. I think Joy was the best part of the movie. I I liked her a lot. I want to buy one right now. Yeah, I liked her. I thought it was a really creative. I thought it was like the most creative way to do a love story when you have like the first Blade Runner is essentially a, a quote unquote human falling in love with a replicant, right? With uh, Deckard falling in love with uh, Rachel, but this one was. Let's have a replicant, a robot, fall in love with a hologram. Yeah. And that thought was fucking awesome when that actually that twist turned. I loved that. Yeah, her introduction, great cool scene, the way she like just she's speaking, but then all of a sudden she appears, she's like, Oh, she's actually a real thing. And yeah, like, like you might hear her in the kitchen working. Yeah. 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 And it's a fucking machine that like uh, projects a hologram like girlfriend in your room. Like I thought I thought. Yeah, it she, moves around it the apartment ceiling. Yeah. yeah. I mean it worked because she's so fucking hot. So hot. So pretty. Anything pretty she did, girl. she looked hot. Yeah. Yeah. But the way they did it with the rain to show like she's like actually like even faking rain and yeah. trying to actually create the the wetness of 
of Rain hitting her in her hologram form. That's so cool how she tried to become 3D in the elements. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant, and it made Beautiful. it work. I don't. Yeah. I, 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 I'm that so emotionally invested in that character, and and the the way they use it at the end is uh, just so fucking oh. brutal but beautiful. Dude, I thought you would like Joy the most, Felk. Like I really no, did. I like, want to buy. Like, I'm I want to be thinking this is Felk's dream woman. <laughs> I looked. I looked. I've looked into buying them. They don't exist. Oh, the other thing I thought was interesting about her, especially since she was a hologram, was when they did the fucking three way with the uh, with what we talked about the rebel replicant. And um and uh, joy and that was my favorite scene in the movie. That was your favorite scene in the movie. I think so. So for me, like it felt original. You could have removed that whole plot, and that movie would have been shorter. They could have, but I felt it was original, and I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah, no, I would never. Oh yeah, look great. That That, that was that was excellent, and uh, the layers of what's happening there because she's a spy, basically the hooker is, um, and and that's uh, Mackenzie Davis uh, who. It's a hottie in her own right. Kind of weird looking. Uh, it was kind of interesting that they chose to not do nudity in that scene, uh, even though both of those women do nudity. Um, that was uh, that was unique in the way that they focused on her up. Like they made it intimate. And then, of course, the, the whole thing of not having ever seeing joy, like his joy, like uh, Kay's, Kay's the one he had a relationship with. You never see her nude, uh, but then you see her nude as a billboard for everyone to see. And it, you yeah. know, the whole idea, she, yeah, I, I'm moving ahead a little bit, but she calls him Joe after she finds out, like, maybe you're a boy. You need a name. Joe, it's gotta be Joe. Uh, and then, of course, she, she, the 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 one that he's never met, the, the billboard calls him Joe. Like, you look like a regular Joe. And it's just like, Oh, that was just programmed into her. It wasn't special to him at all. And it's so fucking heartbreaking. And you see it as, even as a fucking android, right? As you, a fucking yeah. replicant. You see it. He's like heartbroken yeah. right then. That was great. So, yeah, that's kind of something about Ryan Gosling that was interesting. Is he did as a character. He did venture further and further away from the driver or whatever it was, driven or his that style of acting. And, yeah, he does get more emotive. The movie sure. is called Drive. Robot. <laughs> Drive, that's it. The driver or Driven. Don't watch Driven if you are looking for Drive. (laughs) Driven is not a good movie. Maybe I'm jumping ahead too, but do replicants come? No, no, you're not jumping ahead. That's 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 all you. If you want to talk about that, (laughs) what do you like? Yeah, do they come? I don't know. Um, Did Ryan Gosling come after that scene? Like, did he ejaculate? He's like, I feel better about everything. Well, so wait, yeah, if you're building replicants, are you building come into them? Yes. I don't know. There's People blood. Why would there be blood? Yeah. There's cum. I don't know why they were building blood into them. They did. I know. That's why I kind of like about the uh, the uh, androids from uh, uh, the Alien universe. Me too. I agree. I don't like when androids are too real. But cum is reproducing. Like, if you shoot a load, do you have, like, an unlimited amount of cum? Or do you just have, like, two gallons of cum for your whole lifetime? See, this is why I don't or- fucking like Battlestar Galactica, because it's like... We can't even after you know we dissect them and yeah, we, you cannot figure out whether it's a Cylon or a person. And Cylons can get pregnant with human babies. It's like then why are they fucking robots? They're just clones. Just call them clones. <laughs> yeah. At least yeah, with this they one, do, they, they yeah no. At least with the replicants, they try to make like when Daryl Hannah gets shot in Blade Runner, and she like glitches out. There's, there's and, and just like all of K's in twenty forty nine is like testing like the. Where he has to repeat words and stuff to have to establish like a baseline of like they establish that they're still kind of robots. They have super strength. 
for me, the best the best robot's always going to be, uh, you know, a, a metal in a skeleton with Arnold Schwarzenegger's sexy flesh cover. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. Definitely. Um, yeah. So you, I you didn't answer that. my question. What was they your question? Do they come? Like, yes, they come. They have semen. Like, uh, if if is unlimited, it's limited then. No, they robot. no they eat so that they just as you eat and, and reproduce your fluids through your, what you eat and drink. They eat and drink and reproduce their fluids. What is in there? Come. Uh, probably it's mostly protein. Like your like just just like your cum. And, and my <laughs> cum. I mean, if Deckard is a replicant. Sticky? Then he, his cub made a baby. That's why I'm jumping ahead. Are we jumping ahead? We shouldn't talk about that yet. We can talk about Deckard. Yeah, let's talk about well, Deckard. We're talking about, De- we're talking about cum. We're not talking about we're Deckard. Talking, talking about lots of cum. Yeah. Well, Deckard and cum are synonymous, right? Yeah. That's what everybody says. You're a cop. I did your job once. I was good at it. Honestly, when he appeared, I forgot that Harrison Ford was in the movie. I don't think he adds much. No, yeah, yeah, no, it's weird. I was glad they kept him at the, till the very till to the the very end. I thought it was, it was too nah, late. It was way too late. Way too late. They 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 essentially added him at the end of the second act. That's kind of a really late time to add a major character. He's not a major character. <laughs> he's a plot point. He he's a major character in the fact that he's from the original, and the original um, this movie highly leans on the original. Yeah, and then he does nothing. I, I mean, I'm assuming Harrison shot for two weeks. Pretty much. Yeah. What How did, did yeah? What did Harrison more? do on this movie? What did he really do? He had a a, a fight sequence where he just punches Ryan Gosling really unbelievably, and it's so funny that he actually did clock him one out of quote unquote ninety nine. Right? He actually did hit Ryan. Yeah. That did not make the movie, did it? Could you guys see the one that clocked him? I never saw that frame. You know how they released the frame of the actual yeah. moment the hit. I, I didn't see it in the movie, that yeah. angle, that frame. Harrison basically has an intro shot. Then he has a shot where he's sitting at a bar. Then he has a shot where he punches Ryan Gosling in a club. Then he has a scene where he's talking. With to no Jared. extras. Yeah, then he's talking to Jared Leto in a scene where he maybe has to act. And then he has a shot where he's just in the background in a car that's sinking. That's all he's in the movie for. He's in the movie for like fucking 20 minutes. So yeah, so he probably what he shot for like uh probably like three weeks, four weeks I'm guessing total, two, two, three over weeks, the course yeah. of three months, and that's about it. He's in almost all of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Doesn't make it good. I like that they used him sparingly. <laughs> he's old. He's an that's old man, point. and he needed to go he to is, bed. Well, you know what? He, I, okay, even if he may have been written into the plot real late into the story, I, at least I feel that is definitely the case. Um, Harrison brought it. Like I thought yeah. Harrison, like I, Harrison did. didn't bring it to Indiana Jones and Kingdom of the Crystal School. Harrison did not bring it as Han Solo and Force Awakens. Some people say he did. That's I like Force Awakens. Force My opinion works. of Force Awakens has not changed since the movie came out. But I don't think he's Han Solo in that movie. I think a lot of people feel that way. I don't feel that way. He's old I feel solo. like he's not Han Solo. He's old solo. I could see. What I you're feel like he's now. old solo. But the, it doesn't okay. even feel like he's Han Solo and Leia talking to each other at the end of the end of the movie either. Uh, I think he and, is. I think he is. My problem with was when Deckard He's appeared. He's Deckard in this. When, when Deckard appeared, I didn't know what to feel because I was like, okay, there's Harrison Ford. I like Harrison Ford, but like Deckard's boring. Like, is he even? I I couldn't even equate. Like, is he the same character he was in the first movie? Because like, I don't remember that guy. That guy sucked. It's not a memorable yeah. character. So it's not like Indiana Jones showing up where I want like the quips and all that. It was just like, who who is Deckard? I don't even know. Put your hands down, will you? You're embarrassing us. Deckard sucks. He's kind of like uh, Indy without 
without the humor. He's a blank slate. I think he's indie without the humor. Like that's the way I see it. Like he really, he's just indie has humor. Indie is good natured, and Deckard isn't good natured. Deckard isn't bad natured. Deckard is just kind of middle of the yeah, road. Doesn't give a fuck. It's a very hard character to root for. And so when he comes back in this, I'm still like just like, oh cool, that's Harrison. But like I don't really care. Now here's the thing: the Deckard I just described to you, I did not see that Deckard in Blade Runner 2049. I didn't see that. No, it's a guy who was like Harrison was acting. It was Harrison acting, and Deckard really wasn't acting. Acting actually, I feel like when I when I look at like Blade Runner, I kind of feel like it's just Harrison kind of doing like a mute indie. Yeah. Um, That's I'm the not even sure Harrison Harrison's watched Blade Runner since 1982. You know what's pretty funny? I was just rewatching Blade Runner 1982. Is is there a reason that uh, Harrison Ford has to always have scenes where he's about to have sex with a woman and then he passes out drunk instead or whatever, or just passes out after the you know <laughs> massive action sequences? He does that in Blade Runner. He did that in Indy, right? As Raiders, right? Like there's a whole period where Harrison couldn't do have sex on camera. It must have been because he was in like these family films. Unless, unless he's and fucking a Nazi, he he goes through with that just just fine. He fucks Elsa. Oh, for sure. He totally fucks Elsa. Then, he, But you only see the shower he has afterwards because it was a dirty When he's fuck. with a Nazi, he was fucking his dad. He he gets it up just fine. Okay, here, here's Does a question he for you Willie guys. Does he fuck Willie Scott? Does Elsa? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he fucks Willie Scott. After the movie. Point, in the movie? No, after the movie. Yeah, in the movie. Afterwards. Afterwards. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. I don't think they fucked during the course of the film. There's no time. No time for love, Dr. Jones. No time for yeah, love. No. <laughs> but they do. As soon as they get back to the village after the whole event, yeah, they fuck for sure. But does Harrison fuck Elsa in the ass? And that's why he has a shower? Or is it just a really sweaty Italian Venice fuck? Blade Runner 2040. <laughs> it's a hot human Venice fuck. I don't think he fucks her in the ass. Is Venice human? Oh, very H- I just human I, I hear that Nazis human? have lots of anal sex. Huh. Well, all right. Um, and then Deckard, other than showing up at the two-hour mark, and of course Harrison bringing in his fucking acting roles. Um, I think the movie might have been better if Harrison didn't show up. I thought it was a pretty much perfect amount of Harrison Ford. No, I want all Harrison Ford. No, he's like Worcestershire sauce at this point. He's old and kind of tangy. You don't want too much of him. You don't, but I want more than just the final act only. I wanted to see like... Harrison be in the movie a little bit more, honestly. I really do want to nothing that. to the plot. I like yeah, Kay. I like Kay over. enough that I was I was down with the whole movie of Gosling. Gosling did it for me. And I was fine with Kay too. I thought I thought Gosling was fun. Um, I, only because his character grew. If I had driver driven drive Kay, uh, I would have not enjoyed the movie. I would have been frustrated. I've been like, come on! I just saw you do this all over again. And only God forgives. Like I don't need to see you every single role, Ryan Gosling. You do. I, I didn't see La La Land, so but that's just bubblegum you know fucking hollywood shit so he's really a completely different character he's actually really versatile it can be like really energetic and in, in, in a lot of movement uh watch crazy stupid love yeah exactly and i'm sure that's very similar to his la la land roles um no anyways so i've heard mixed reports since the movie came out that like some people were like oh now it's for certain now that uh deckard is a replicant and other people no. being like oh no it's for certain now it's he's not a replicant and it's no neither not made clear but wallace does say either rachel was engineered to like Deckard or he says something along the lines of Deckard was manufactured to fall in love with Rachel as well. I couldn't remember, but there was something along the lines. Wallace did say that. He yeah. ended that line with being like, but who knows? Like it was no, just like, yeah. uh, like no one knows. Maybe you were designed to love her or maybe you weren't designed at all is the line. Yeah, that's, that's what he says. Yeah. So, Oh, that's, it was, that's it was leading towards fuck. him being a replicant. I was like, Oh my God, they're <laughs> confirming it. But then Jared Leto was like, 
but whatever he said, Phil, what do you say? Yeah. Or maybe you weren't designed at all. Yeah, and that's how the conversation ends. And that's it. Yeah, and then, of course, you have Harrison who believes that he's not a ro- fucking robot and really, like we've already stated, thinks he is a robot. There was a stipulation for coming back was that that it not be confirmed. This is my problem with the whole debate. The first movie didn't even delve into this. This was something that happened years after when everyone was like, this is a fucking shitty movie. Let's find a reason to like it. So they created yeah. a director's cut. They threw in that scene because really wanted to fucking have a debate about it. It was never in the original film. Harrison Ford never acted like he was a replicant. The unicorn was added in 10 plus years later. With, with 10 plus years later. Footage ten, from Legend. Yeah, 10 fucking plus years later. This scene is fucking created. It's created a reason for this movie to exist. There was no debate on who was a replicant or not. No, yeah, that's all That's all Ridley later, of course, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that, was a stip, that was a stipulation Harrison Ford had uh, to come back was that it not be a thing. Like, is he a replicant or what? Uh, yeah, yeah, which is fine because it's, it's a fucking stupid thing. It's stupid, and he just took a, a unicorn shot and literally mixed it with old deleted footage from an older movie, and that's it. Yeah, that's all it was. And ending on um, the unicorn, him picking it up so that it like hammers it in. Oh, and then speaking also of Deckard, um, when he eventually gets captured, he goes and sees Wallace. And before we talk about Wallace, I want to mention what Wallace actually ends up showing uh, uh, Deckard because I just want to get over it right now. Uh, Wallace, who's Jared Leto's character, who's the uh, guy that ends up running uh, Tyrell Corporation, which is uh, end up calling me Wallace Corporation. He shows Decker to try to fuck with Decker to change his heart or whatever. Rachel and she comes out as CGI fucking Sean Young. It looked like shit. Okay, that was that's really. I thought it looked. What? I was blown away. That's great. Yeah. Oh my god, her mouth was like keyframing every which way. It her mouth couldn't stay in one fucking part of her. I thought it was the worst. Compared I've ever seen. to Carrie Fisher and, yeah. and Grandma Tarkin, I thought she looked fantastic. Oh, worse. I was like, how I do they she do this? Great. I, at first, oh, first her face. Out, I was like, did they just de-age uh, Sean Young? I, th- I thought they rotoscoped out the original footage uh, and put it there because I was like, oh. how did they make it look so good? But then she talks. She looks great until she talks. No, I disagree. I think she looked fine. When with she that. talked, she looked horrible. And when her face came into the light, she looked god awful to me. I mean, no, I honestly I thought. I don't know what theory you sold it, but I thought she looked great. No, I thought like uh, Michael Douglas and Ant Man looked better. But I don't think they de-aged her. I don't know what it was. Uh, but, I think they created her from scratch. Yeah, no one wants to work with Sean Young anymore. No, I wouldn't. Uh, and compare, like they got one word out of hope, hope, and hope looks fake as shit. They got her to, like say like two like full sentences, and it looked I thought perfectly real. I thought that was one of the highlights of the movie. Like when she walked out, I was like, oh my oh. god, that's like the best CGI I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. Oh no, it took me out of the movie. Ripped me out of the movie immediately. I'm I'm like praising this movie right now, and you, you gave it a four out of five, and just ripping apart every single time we're talking about it. I feel like the movie's plot was self-contained, but I did feel like there were these weird little tangents that I think work in a Blade Runner film, but don't work in a 2017 film. And so for me, I did get bored a little bit in the second act. And I'm not. I mean, I I, I realize people are probably gonna be like he's just an idiot and he needs fucking action. No, but, um, I, I feel like its pacing was very 80s, and and it, that's yeah. probably why it's not completely resonating with some people. Just, and that's not Denis' move. Like Denis doesn't do that kind of style of movie making. Like Sicario is a fucking like. I love Denis Villeneuve, by the way. I've seen all of his American films, and they're fucking all great. I believe Enemy, it's I like. Dennis I like Enemy. Villanueva. <laughs> It's, it's Denis Villeneuve. But hold on. Here's my thing. After yeah. coming out of this movie. No, I don't know how to say his name. French Canadian. I'll say Denny. French Canadian, that's right, yeah. Denny. It's Denny. It's Denny Villeneuve. Denny. 
I'm I'm now coming out of Blade Runner thinking that he's a very overrated director. No, no. I think, I think he relies on Roger Deakins to give him these great images. Because think about it. Did he do anything with a camera in any of his movies? No, there's nothing with a camera. It's a, more like a stage play with great lighting. There's nothing, there's no like interesting camera move happening. It's just like. Uh, what about his, the, f- his, oh no, Crossing the Border and Sicario? The camera's yeah, doing Sicario all kinds of crazy shit. I love Sicario. What is yeah, it doing? I disagree with Sicario. It's especially. moving through cars like they're all like, it's almost like it's like the floor is lava, like they're boats. It's beautiful. It's really cool. It's or really when energetic. the fucking special ops go below the horizon before they go into night vision. Yeah, and that's a Roger Deakins shot. That's a Roger oh, Deakins oh. shot. Eh, he lit it. It's beautiful. A, that's a great shot. I'm saying it's a great shot. I'm thinking shot. he's elevated by a great cinematographer. As a director, he's missing from all his movies. Something's missing. With it, and I'll tell you right now. Here's what I thought about uh, Blade Runner 2049. Something's missing from it. It has no tension. It has no drama. It has no action and no entertainment value. So therefore, it is a two and a half out of five cool boys for me because it's clearly missing something. If you're gonna make a t- two and a half hour movie, at least have some tension for me to bring along. Like when it got to the end, I was like, I haven't been invested in anything. I was like, invested in the mystery of who Kay is and and what who the the kid is. I was invested yeah, in the emotional bit, relationship he had with Joy, and it wasn't I was enough to carry me through two and a half hours. I was entertained by the visuals, not needing an action sequence. I was so surprised that there wasn't like a big action set piece, and I was so happy for it. That was great. Yeah, me too. And I think it needed one. No, no I, I mean, I don't. I liked. I liked that they weren't because that's kind of what Blade Runner always yeah, has been. Like that, in the, the last film, right? And that's what. That's why I don't think it's that great of a movie. It's. It's both of them are missing something for me, but I can see why people love them. They are missing a second act action set piece. They definitely are missing that. I like. The way the first movie paces that, I feel like the second movie doesn't pace that very well. And then when it does have a second action sequence, it's when um, Joy dies and Deckard is kidnapped. Um, It's very quick, but it's also very real. I like that about the way it was so quick because in the future, it's like the way Love takes out the rebels that are coming on Gosling. She can just take them out so fucking fast because in the future, your drone technology, your cruise missile style technology, whatever that is. Harness in the future in 2049 is going to be precise and quick. And so the reality is tactically in the 2049 world that they've developed with replicants as your, as your, as your, as your ops, they're just boom, lickety fucking fast in and out as fast as they can be. And that makes sense. It's at the end of the day that the movie doesn't bring much entertainment value to me and I'll watch it again and maybe it'll go up. But like coming out of theater, dude, I was like, so let down. I was like, Oh, you're going to end like that? Like, oh, God. Well, see, if you don't, you, you didn't really like your like Blade Runner. I, I kind of exactly. feel like there's no way this movie's, yeah, it's either not going to be true to Blade Runner or it's not going to entertain everybody. I don't feel and like I'm, it felt like Blade Runner. Like, when he was walking through the cities, it did not feel like the same city that Harrison Ford walked through 30 years ago. I don't know if the oh, city's really? changed, but like, it felt totally different. It felt like a fucking CGI city. Like I didn't, it didn't feel the same. It felt too clean, too neat, too pretty. It was dirty as fuck. It was. I thought it was dirty. so really dirty. Yeah. I did like the I snow. I like the snow effect. You know, it rained yeah, years ago, and I now it snows the all the time. I love the snow. I love the brands. I love that they got the brands fucking right too. Uh, that they yeah, they just Atari, said yeah. Pan Am. They just said fuck it. Yeah. What, what the product placement was in the eighties, we're gonna stick with that. And they added new shit too. His car's a Peugeot. 
which which would stop yeah. making cars in America in 1991. But in 1982, you could totally believe that they'd be making American cars in the future. So they, they just did it, even though it's not a product placement deal. Like it was just weird. And it was sh- shitty. It was dirty. It had like wrappers in it. It was like everything was like gritty as fuck. This is like it the not f- gritty as fuck. I thought this was the first movie I seen. In a long I time love ago. the snow. I thought the snow made it super gritty, even with the snow, because the snow was like dirty snow. I thought. Yeah. I, I, I even thought to myself. Have I ever seen sci-fi and snow before? Like this kind of sci-fi and snow? I don't think I've ever seen sci-fi and snow like this. And then, well, I was going to say, I mean, the closest thing I guess you really could say is like Hoth, really, right? Or uh, Oh, yeah, we're forgetting about that big yeah, one. Star Wars, okay. <laughs> yeah, Whoops. but whatever. Don't forget forget about 1980 film, Empire Strikes Back. But uh, That's science well, we kind fantasy, Valor, not science fiction. I disagree. I consider Star Wars science fiction because it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's time, and that's an actual location. It's not a fantasy, which I consider a separate realm. So that's more that common said, with Lord of the Rings than Star Wars. Guys, while we're at it, you know what this movie was missing? Dongs. You do not know what pain is yet. You will learn. Nyander Wallace, Jared Leto. He was only in two scenes. Like he didn't have a chance to bring anything. I think I think the character should have been Thank much older. You. What the fuck was okay? Tyrell was only in like two scenes in the first film, or maybe three t- total. And, and 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 you're like, great, whatever. It's a no. It's a it's the nobody. It's the guy from The Shining. It's the bartender from The Shining. Like who gives a fuck, right? He's and got then, big like, glasses. He's got big glasses and he's just gonna die. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Well, whoever the fuck. He just needs fuck to be. Uh, he's just a CEO. But. Jared Leto's like you're hiring this actor that's like you know known for making like this you no know, these big changes in this character like or whatever like he's Joker he's gonna send all these tricks and gross shit to his fucking colleagues or he's gonna be in Dallas Buyers Club he's gonna actually lose all his fucking crazy weight like Christian Bale does he really got AIDS for Dallas Buyers Club he's that dedicated. right exactly really or he wears blind uh, uh, contacts here for Blade Runner 2049 so he can act in these scenes actually blind it's like give me a fucking break I didn't know that I, that, that, I hate Jared Leto and then like what was his where did his character go like seriously Nowhere. where did his character go did nothing like in the end his character is this character the emperor right like what the fuck is this character gonna be in the end like yeah, is this, I, is this I character in the next is, film is, is he a bad guy or a good guy? He's, like, bad. I, I He's very bad. Yeah, I think he wants replicants to be able to rule the world because then he controls all replicants, then he controls the world. Um, but that being said, it doesn't help the movie's role for Jared Leto's character, Nyander Wallace. I thought when you like look at him and he's whisper acting, everything, it felt weird. It felt forced. And his character literally goes nowhere and then disappears at the end of the film. I thought I thought he served his point. It was it was it was not a major character. Love was the major, was the, the actual like villain. But uh, his tie to love had had required implications that he would need to have some kind of reactionary uh, response from the plot that would solidify our understanding of what happens to Jared Leto's character. Yeah, right. No, and that didn't happen. I, I, he 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 was the guy who created the army of, of of slave replicants, and he wanted to keep them as slave replicants. And he knew that if he he was trying to give them the ability to 
breed or I guess the Tyrell Corporation was. And he knew that if that, that the replicants found that out, they would be able to be self-reproduced, thus be self-sufficient, thus be able to take over the world. And he didn't want that. He wanted to be integral, but still in, under his control. So he was trying to get the baby killed, which is Ryan Gosling's job. So that's why Love was trying to make sure he was doing his job. And then when it found out he was not doing that, he was just trying to actually maybe uh, he thought he was the baby and maybe he was going to save the baby or whoever it grew up to be. Here's what I would hope. I think do Blade Runner 2079 what like whatever it doesn't have to be 2079 but that's just a joke right that's an additional 30 years down the road um I I think the best parts of this movie was when it tried to not be like the last movie I think the best parts of this movie are is, is when it was its own film its own plot I think with the movie got into its third act with Harrison all of a sudden is Deckard in the third act it felt very weird I thought the movie's trying to stretch the second act so that it could have Deckard show up at the end of the second act was was weird um, and so I think that's where the movie hit itself over the head too much, uh, trying to associate with the other film. I think if you did another film, drop Deckard, and you might have a better film. Just base it in the same kind of world. Yeah, I guess my final thoughts were I didn't hate it. I don't love it. Uh, and when I when it finished, I was like, okay, that was a movie. Like it's just there. It's it wasn't like fantastic. It wasn't awful. It was just I wasn't I wasn't engaged. It wasn't entertaining to me. Totally, yeah. I'll watch it again, um, and I'll, maybe my rating will change. But like at the end of the day, I was just like, it looked nice sometimes, but it lacks so much other stuff. I, I didn't care about it. And Falk, what about you? Uh, it was pretty much everything I was hoping it would be uh, in terms of wanting to see that world explored more, expanded upon. It brought new ideas that I had not thought of, namely with joy. And the way Ryan yeah. Gosling's uh, character was was treated, uh, I, I thought it was it was one of the most beautiful things uh, visually and and auditorially mm. that I that I've mm. seen in a long time. Uh, I can't wait to see it again. Uh, and it gave me Harrison Ford looking engaged for the first time since yeah. I don't know what Firewall was the last time he cared about no the no way Firewall I just hacked into your accounts that's impossible you just lost 20 million now you know what it feels like to lose what you love oh fuck I didn't mention okay there's something I did want to talk about we totally forgot about hang on let's just go over this real quick edit this back nope. in you can edit this at any point nope. it's about it's a well, it's a major it's the whole daughter thing we didn't even talk about the daughter at all eh. you have this podcast and not talk about the daughter seriously no one cares are you kidding me? Why are they listening to this in the first place? If someone's listening to this in the first place, they obviously care about the daughter. It's the whole fucking plot. Line. I just have to pee. I'll we be didn't right mention back. that. It's a quick thing. Nope. Well, that brings us to a close of our review of Blade Runner 2049 and the Blade Runner franchise in general. New episodes of the Cool Boys podcast come out every Tuesday. Unless there's a major fire. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and find us on Facebook. We are the Cool Boys Podcast. You can email us at the Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. That's the with a the Cool Boys Podcast. Just in case that's why people aren't emailing us. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And you can find us on YouTube by searching for the Cool Boys Podcast. Uh, you can. And you can rate and review us on iTunes at The Cool Boys Podcast. And you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boys shout-out on our normal episodes that air every Monday. You can find The Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, 
It's Bizies from Replicant Felk. Ooh. Whoa. It's Bizies from Blade Runner Ballard. Oh, you're going to get me. <laughs> and what are you, a sex worker robot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Bizies from Sex Worker Robot Noli. You get a lot, you know, you know. Boyfriend I think I, I think I do good. Yeah, they only sh- they only show female sex bot re- replicants in, in Blade Runner, but you have to assume for for women and gay men there are there are male fuckbots, right? You, I oh. think the Nolan. Oh, I'm mo- sure in that sex club, there the was Nolan everything. model would do well. He'd clean up. I'd clean the up. The Nolan model okay. would sell well, I believe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, the Nolan model would fucking yeah, absolutely. It would be like the iPhone eight. He's taut. Yeah. Taut. Yeah. Tight. Sinewy. Lightning port only, no headphone jack for Noli. Yeah, very lean, all muscle. That means no butt sex. Oh, I, I do butt sex. No, yeah, the, the like, robot would do whatever robot you want. Your robot would do butt sex. Oh, the robot Noli does butt sex. Yeah, it's it's whatever right, you dream. The end. All right, guys, take care. Well, hopefully we have another episode with me involved, and it'll burn to death. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. (laughs) 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 This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by. I've had McDonald's in so many different places, and you know where the best McDonald's ever was? America. Just outside Auschwitz. <laughs> oh, come on. It makes sense. They, ha- they have experience with uh, ovens and, and grills. Get some cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs>